Welcome to the Leaders in Payments podcast, where we talk to C-level leaders from across the payments landscape. We'll be discussing the products and services that impact the payment space today, as well as trends and predictions for the future of payments. We will also hear stories from our guests about their journeys to the top. I realized that talking to C-level folks at Visa and MasterCard, they said that level three data, skew level data is the holy grail of the payments industry. So when they told us that, we listened. And so we then created a company to focus on being able to enrich any payments data with line item level data. That was Michael Young, founder and CEO of Photon Commerce, and he is our special guest this week. This is episode 113 of the Leaders in Payments podcast, and I'm your host, Greg Myers. Michael grew up in Philadelphia, moved to the West Coast to attend grad school at Stanford. He dropped out of Stanford and started a few companies before realizing the need for a cash app or Venmo-like solution to make B2B payments fast and easy. Photon Commerce has created an AI solution that focuses on enriching payments data with line item data. Today, they have 25 employees and enable their customers to move at the speed of light, therefore the name Photon Commerce. Michael's advice to those just starting in payments is to truly understand the big picture or the mission of the company, as well as the societal impacts the solution could make. We've got a great episode today, so let's get started. Hi, Michael. Thank you for being here, and welcome to the Leaders in Payments podcast. Thank you, Greg. It's a pleasure to be here. So let's dive right in. If you don't mind, tell our audience a little bit about yourself, maybe where you grew up, where you went to school, where you currently live, a few things like that. Sounds great. I'm the founder and CEO of Photon Commerce. We are based in San Francisco. And a little bit about my background, I previously grew up in the Philadelphia area, the East Coast, then moved out to the West Coast for grad school. Went to Stanford, dropped out pretty soon thereafter, knew that my calling was around startups, can't get enough of innovation and uh, also the venture capital world. There's a lot of exciting, I think, innovations that the startup realm offers to visionaries and people crazy enough to believe that they can change the world. So that's what I set out in my career to do. I initially worked at you know IBM, then did a few startups, had a few exits in a few different industries. And from my experiences there, uh, realized that payments is one of the most universal problems out there, especially in the B2B world, that has huge impact for many, many companies and uh, people. And realized that there's a huge pain point around especially B2B payments. B2B payments are very expensive, very slow. So we realized, why can't someone invent the next you know, cash app or like Venmo? But for B2B, why can't sending payments to another business be as easy as just a really basic, say, QR code or just be an integrated, like invisible type of experience? That's what we set out to innovate. Realized that talking to C-level folks at Visa and MasterCard, they said that level three data SKU-level data is the holy grail of the payments industry. So when they told us that, we listened. And so we then created a company to focus on being able to enrich any payments data with line item level data. That's what we're all about today. Okay, and that is Photon Commerce. 
That is Photon Commerce, yes. Okay. Well, you want to tell us a little bit more about Photon Commerce and exactly what else you guys do? Absolutely. We were in a Zoom meeting with Max Lovechin last year. He was telling us the founding story of PayPal. said that you know he wasn't a payments expert by any means, but he was a cryptography, security, and uh, engineering expert. He wanted to find a way to secure the IOU. And that uh, really resonated with our mission. That's exactly what we do. We go and secure the invoice, right? Synonymous with that IOU. And key to B2B payments is understanding that it's not just about transmitting a payment. Transmitting payments has to fit inside enterprise, you know, workflows, B2B workflows. So it needs to fit inside your reconciliation uh, workflows and accounting and bookkeeping workflows. But many times when you send payments, you lose tremendous data and visibility and transparency. You know, just getting like a memo attached to your payment is really inadequate these days. What if someone can enrich data around any bank or card statement or transaction with all the line items, with all of the vendor information, with all of the even logistics information and basically enrich even say a check or an ACH or a wire with quote unquote level three data or you know line item level data. That's what we do. We've invented a AI technology in partnership with Microsoft, NVIDIA, and a few other technology leaders out there to be able to understand all of the metadata, all of the line item level data, logistics data around any payment, any transaction, to really turn payments into a end-to-end collaboration. Okay. And how big is the company? Today, we're over 25 folks. And we've seen very large growth last year. We processed over $11 billion worth of transactions, purchases, and also transactions, also line items and inventory, mostly around the e-commerce sector. But we then started working with some of the fintech leaders out there to be able to automate reconciliation of any remittance to any invoice to any payment. Okay. Are there certain markets or verticals where your solution is better than others? We got started in the e-commerce and logistics sector, and I think that choice was very advantageous. Looking back, we got started around the COVID pandemic timeframe, and it's been a very nice tailwind for digital transformation and uh, digital payments. So around that, especially around, say, like the Amazon ecosystem, Amazon doesn't have a lot of APIs that it provides to a lot of merchants. Um, especially providing SKU level and uh, line item level details. So we created a platform that can help a lot of e-commerce merchants and buyers and sellers be able to centralize all of their invoices, payments, purchase orders, and even, say, tracking numbers and logistics data all into one portal so that everyone gets visibility into the uh, flow of goods as well as the flow of payments. Okay. What kind of, I would assume that there's actionable insights that come out of all this data. Can you give kind of a a typical use case? Absolutely. So there's a few different use cases. One is that we automate bill pay. So anytime you receive an invoice from any vendor, even from, from around the world, we use AI to be able to understand that invoice. It could be even a piece of paper, it could be a scan, it could be a logistics like document, could be a commercial invoice, a purchase order, or a receipt. 
we're then able to use AI to understand what type of document is this. Is this a remittance? Is this a check? Is this an invoice? We then extract over 100 different like fields on that document. We are the industry's most intelligent and most detailed AI out there to understand these types of financial documents. Then we grab, for instance, the total, the merchant, terms, due dates, and things like that, including obviously the level three data. And then you can one-click pay that bill or even pay that bill with zero clicks. It's fully integrated and also invisible into a lot of the AP and reconciliation workflows. What we're also working on now is being able to bridge AR with the AP worlds so that different parties, like a buyer and a seller, can then get visibility in real-time data so they can resolve any exceptions or errors or problems that may occur and prevent them from even becoming costs. So we see a lot of traction around that area. And I assume that's an area where typically a human's involved to handle the exceptions. That's right, yeah. So on average, it takes over $15, $16 to be able to process an invoice and also handle any exceptions that may occur around those invoices or remittances. We use AI to slash those costs by one to two orders of magnitude. So moving the decimal point over one or two spaces. Okay. And how do you go to market? Do you go to market through a direct sales force or through partnerships or both? We do go direct, but more often we partner with other fintech leaders. Now, there are a lot of uh, AP companies and AR companies. A lot of fintech companies are registering to become neo banks. And more and more people in the payments industry understand that it's really about the experience, right? We're moving way beyond just the ability to be able to transmit payments. More important than being able to transfer payments is the sharing of data, right? That's uh, surrounding each and every payment. Okay. And what would you say differentiates your company from your competitors out there? We are the most accurate and the most detailed AI out there for fintech, for finance, for payments, and for invoices. So, and we're also fully AI. It's not using humans in the background. Many of our competitors claim high accuracy, but they're really just using humans in the background. And so if you're using humans, it can take four hours to eight hours to 24 hours to process and clear an invoice into a payment. And it's very expensive to do so. Humans can also make a lot of errors, right? You might key in a number that is missing a decimal. And that could be devastating to businesses to be able to fix a lot of these errors. So what we do, we have full AI solution. Instead of taking, say, four hours, some of our competitors you know, take four hours to process an invoice, we take four seconds. So we are well over 3,000 times faster than our competitors. And because we're full AI, it's not using humans, we're about 90 to 95 or even more percent cheaper than competitors too. So it's really a no-brainer. Because we're also full AI, we can deploy same day, even into enterprise-grade workflows. So we've gone to market with some of the largest payments companies out there, and we can typically work with them to deploy into production even within one month or one week, depending on the requirements. Okay. And I would assume that your customers are on the larger side. We work with companies actually of all sizes. We start off with SMBs. We work with over 1,200 different SMBs, mostly in the e-commerce sector and also logistics sector. And when we started talking to some of the largest core processors out there, 
they told us the problem you're solving is so important. You should basically stop wasting time <laughs> with <laughs> smaller companies and go straight to Visa or PayPal. And so we took that advice and started going up the enterprise sort of value chain. And today we work with some of the largest fintech and core processors out there. Okay. Where do you see this whole industry? And you can answer this sort of in the realm of payments as a whole or your segment of payments, whichever you're more comfortable answering. But where do you see this all heading, say, in the next two to three years? We see basically technology companies eating banks alive. So many people are predicting that uh, many of the old school banks may be being devoured right, by little fintech companies that explode with very, very high growth overnight. So we see a dramatically different type of experience in the payments ecosystem where payments companies, they can much more easily be able to handle exceptions, errors, refunds, chargebacks, be able to detect fraud and errors with AI with significantly higher levels of intelligence. And with that, be able to lower the costs of payments we see that there's a pretty large sort of gap between B2C payments and B2B payments, where a lot of the companies that are very good with B2C payments, they may sometimes struggle to understand the sort of different philosophies when it comes to B2B payments. You know, B2B payments need to, need to understand accounting, reconciliation, bookkeeping sort of workflows, and understand how people argue and dispute invoices. Very, very different from the consumer realms. And um, you know, many suppliers, many buyers in the B2B space, they uh, don't like to pay the 2.9% credit card fees. So what if someone can innovate right, cards and other related or virtual card or other types of payment methods to dramatically lower the cost of payments? So we're working on a few innovations there as well that intersect between cards, invoicing, and real-time payments. Okay. Do you think there are banks out there that can survive? If they innovate fast enough, then yes. But we see now more and more, you know, software companies come out of Y Combinator and become uh, basically Neobank in a very fast period of time. There's a lot of interesting startups out there that provide like API infrastructure. You can put together a bunch of APIs and effectively provide a lot of banking services out there. Sure. So where do you think beyond, say, the next two to three years, if you were to get your crystal ball out, say, five to 10 years from now, what do you think payment starts to look like? I think the future of the B2B payment sector will be something that looks like Cash App or like you know Venmo or a scan of a QR code, even for a very, very complex, say, invoice or AP or AR workflow. We also see that there's a very large divide right now between AP and AR systems. Most of the time, AR systems don't really talk to the other party's AP system and vice versa. So what if someone can invent a way to bridge those gaps and be able to resolve any differences in understanding any disputes that may happen? You know, many times when you send an invoice to another party, you just don't know when they might pay it. And that uh, you know gap in visibility is uh, extremely painful. That's why there's a whole you know industry of lending factoring to be able to solve these sort of cash flow issues. And so we see you know companies pay two, three, four, five percent, right, like a month for some of these financing deals. 
what if we can use data, intelligence, AI to be able to reduce the cost of this and uh, also create new financing innovations too that's integrated into a lot of these reconciliation workflows. So we see a lot of exciting developments there. And we also see a lot of exciting developments around card too. So the intersection of, say, a card payment with an invoice. How do you invent a way to swipe a card right, on a, in a virtual sort of invoice environment so that uh, you can pay invoices as easily as if you were swiping a card you know, at the grocery store? Yeah, a lot of innovation yet to come, right? Uh, you think about how far we've come in payments in, in the last 10 years, and there's so much more to do. It seems like there's never an end to it. And obviously, there's a lot of exciting developments around uh, real-time payments, and uh, but real-time payments today is still quite expensive. How do we really build a future where we can bring you know fraud and errors and exceptions down to zero, and then have the cost of payments also go to zero? So that's our ambition, to make B2B payments as safe, secure, and as low cost as even, say, a Venmo transfer. Does blockchain play in this? I think it can, yes. Blockchain definitely can. I think uh, we're still seeing a lot of evolution around blockchain. So there's blockchain as well as crypto. So yeah, I think there's, uh, I'm personally a bit bullish on stablecoins. Previously, without stablecoins, the volatility in a lot of cryptocurrencies is a very large inhibiting factor for serious adoption for these currencies to store actual value. But if you can solve the volatility piece, have a large you know, backing behind stablecoins, then I think we're going to start seeing a lot of more adoption of stablecoins for commerce itself and go way beyond just uh, being a speculative you know, exercise. Well, let's switch gears a little bit and talk about you. And you mentioned a little bit about your professional life early on, IBM and a few startups. So maybe you could just walk through some of those and then how you got to your current role as the founder and CEO there. Sure. The first company I started after dropping out of grad school was a touchscreen sort of nanotechnology company that deal with a lot of suppliers and customers internationally doing manufacturing at the be able to manage your inventory and shipments of goods around the world. So that was a very large struggle. We uh, realized that ERP systems and AP and AR systems are quite antiquated today. The systems out there are not that great. They're not that comprehensive. They're pretty legacy. And uh, many of them are not fully in the cloud. And they're just very difficult to adopt. And they're very expensive. So starting my next company, after that company, we were acquired by one of the largest suppliers to Apple. After that, started another company in the supply chain space out of Stanford. There, we worked with international teams, also shipping products uh, around the world. Grew the company to over 100 people over two years' time with uh, backing from some of the largest industry leaders out there. There, we also found out that you know, cross-border payments is very expensive to say the least. And so it was just a recurring theme that everyone that touches payments, which is basically everyone on the planet, finds that there's still a lot of unnecessary friction to send payments cross-border as well as just to other companies. You got a KYC, KYB people. And so there's been a lot of, obviously, innovations around that to reduce friction there, either through the aggregator model or the payback model. 
So I think there's still a lot of innovation there to be able to reduce the sort of friction and also new customer and payer onboarding using AI, using better data management solutions to verify identity and to detect, say, fraud or errors around invoicing payments. So yeah, we came up with the inspiration for Photon Commerce from PayPal as well as the Visa and MasterCard sort of meetings. And we just found out that payments is a universal problem that affects virtually everyone on the planet. Okay, and I always like to ask this question when the company name is interesting. So how did you come up with Photon Commerce? Photon Commerce embodies our sort of vision of, number one, being able to bring transparency into payments and reconciliation and inventory management sort of workflows. So having visibility means shine light on something. You, you know, you can't have visibility without photons. But the number one thing is that we enable our customers to move at the speed of light, go from a paper check, snail mail, a paper invoice, right, into a digital form factor where uh, you can move your payments, move your invoicing, move your customer acquisition, also at the speed of light. So it's a value for us to do digital transformation and digitize payments as well as data. Today, half of B2B payments is still cut over a paper check. And well over half of invoicing today, just in the United States, is still done over paper or PDF, right? Even if you're using software, say QuickBooks or even like an ERP system to generate an invoice, still most of the time you're just emailing that PDF invoice to the other party, right? But the PDF is made for humans to read it. But what if you could have a machine be able to read any invoice and then also enrich any payment data or payment file with all the invoices and remittances that are associated with it? So that's what we do with AI. We can automate the reconciliation of purchase orders, invoices, remittances, checks, ACH and card statements and bank statements too, automatically within three seconds, four seconds. Okay. Have you raised money for this company? We have. We are backed by some top tier investors in Silicon Valley. And some of the LPs, you know, the investors of our investors, they include like Jeff Bezos, Bill Gates, that uh, invest through one of the funds called Village Global. And uh, we also have a number of other fantastic institutional investors as well as angel investors from unicorn companies and from some of the largest fintech leaders. Okay. Okay. What is something that you're passionate about? So maybe one, one thing that you're passionate about on the business side and one thing on the personal side. Well, we're very excited to be able to plug into some of the core processors that distribute their technology to thousands and thousands of banks in the United States as well as around the world. Another thing that we're really excited about is partnering with the International Chamber of Commerce which is the leading organization that handles international trade disputes and arbitration. There, there's tons and tons of paperwork, especially at the international you know, level. So partnering with them to create a standard for payments data, for invoice data, and then generally speaking, for all trade data around the world, no matter what language it's in. So our AI today can read not only PDFs, it can also read handwritten trade documents, 
it can read also over a dozen languages too. So if you have trade that's going on between, say, a Chinese supplier or a Japanese logistics company or a German, say, customer, it doesn't matter. AI can go in and automate translation between all of these documents and understand the meaning, the semantic sort of meaning, terms and legal clauses and amounts and logistics data behind all of these documents and then automate reconciliation, also flag if there's any potential errors or problems before disputes even happen. So this is a new paradigm that only AI can make possible. So we're very, very excited for that. So on a personal level, we're very excited to be able to invent hopefully the world's most intelligent reading comprehension engine that will be able to just understand documents. So if you think about this at a sort of personal level, we grow up as humans and we spend, you know, 18, 22 years, 25 years, maybe 30 years, PhD program or something like that, or med school, just understanding documents, right? We do nothing but just read books, read documents, right? Do question and answer. And uh, what if we could train AI to not just, you know, crunch numbers, but understand natural human language, right? Read a legal agreement, read an invoice, read a receipt, and just understand all of the meaning behind it and uh, be able to use that to facilitate trade, commerce, and further the world economy. That's really our fundamental mission, to be able to grow the world's economy and to be able to not just automate reconciliation, but facilitate basically international collaborations when it comes to payments and then trade too. You know, payments is just one very small part of commerce and trade. Right. Okay. So thinking back when you got into payments and then fast forward to today, if you had someone coming out of college that was interested in coming into payments or fintech as a career, what advice would you tell them? What would you tell them that they should do to be successful in this industry? I think one point we really live by is to look at the very big picture and don't just optimize for the highest paying job and the most sort of stock in a company. Really ask yourself why you want to do something and what's the greater sort of significance of your work. And is there a sort of mission, right, behind what you're doing? and potentially even sort of the societal and social impact of what you're doing. So for us, you know, especially in payments and in banking and financial services, it's very easy to just do a quote-unquote greedy optimization for profitability. I think what's really, really important is to understand that you shouldn't just be optimizing for yourself or for your own sort of party that you might be agent of, but look at the greater societal impact that a innovation could make. And so that's why we're really excited to do what we're doing. We're looking at things inherently from day one at the global scale. How do we help all parties to resolve disputes and exceptions and errors and speed up payments and terms across all, say, trading parties? Okay. Well, Michael, we've covered a lot of ground about you and your background and about the company and what the company does and your vision of the future. Is there anything else you want to add before we wrap up? If what we're doing is exciting to you, we are always looking for some of the best talent you know, out there 
companies are actively hiring. So that's my shameless plug, but definitely don't you know, hesitate to reach out, say hi, and uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts on you know, what we're doing. Okay. Well, Michael, thank you so much for being on the show. I know your time's very valuable, so I really appreciate you being on today. Thanks for the opportunity, Greg. Absolutely. And to all you listeners out there, I thank you for your time as well. And until the next story. Thank you for joining us this week on the Leaders in Payments podcast. Make sure you visit our website at leadersinpayments.com, where you can subscribe to the show and where you'll find our show notes. If you enjoyed listening, please share on your social channels as well. 